What if everything we were told about how to be happy and to live a successful life was wrong? What if the answers to our questions about how to live fully lay directly within ourselves? Hi, I'm Lisa. I help women just like you heal from their limiting beliefs and step into their power by connecting with their bodies. In this podcast, Evolve or Remain, I teach you how, through your human design, my life coaching skills, and spirituality. The payoff is big, and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. Let's make big changes together. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is doing well and enjoying this shift now into the holiday season. So I have to share something really special that I was involved in this past weekend, which was a fashion show. I was a model in a fashion show for the first time ever this weekend. It was so much fun. Two of my girlfriends, Kristen and Ashley, who are my Healy friends, they are the ones who introduced me to Healy, which I spoke about in episode three of this podcast. They have started a business in selling beautiful, upcycled clothes So upcycling means reusing discarded items and in turn creating something new of higher value. So these clothes were not manufactured in a factory with unhealthy working conditions and child labor or underpaid and overworked workers. They were made in India by individual families who reused clothes and created new items. So it's like the next level of recycling. And the clothes are colorful, they're very silky and flowy and bohemian vibe, and you feel so good wearing them, they raise your vibration. I find that when I wear them out, I get the attention of other people, they ask me where I got my clothes, or they just tell me that I made them smile because the colors were so pretty and the clothes were so flowy, it just, it's just something that just brings you to a happy place. So that was just a beautiful, fun evening of women just supporting each other, shining bright and shining our lights and dancing, laughing, sharing, connecting, very inspiring evening. So it just made me think that when we surround ourselves with people who raise us up, who inspire us and they bring out the best in us, We are so much more likely to step into that light, to be that person that is the best version of ourselves and that other people can see in us. It's just inspiring and it is just something that to remind us who we surround ourselves with makes such a difference. And this is the type of people that I was with this weekend and that I would like to be with all the time. So coming off of a weekend of up-leveling, like this just made me think that I wanted to dig into the concept of change in this particular episode. And of course, with me naming this podcast Evolve or Remain, the theme is change. So the idea is do we evolve into better versions of ourselves and not remain the same in old patterns? I think that it's not always easy to embrace this, but it's something to recognize and to keep in mind in terms of changing and moving on. So this concept then brings me to Dr. Joe Dispenza. I just have to bring him up here. I have been following him for many, many years, and his content has really changed the way that I kind of live my life, really, at this point. 
And I felt like I needed to bring him into this conversation of change. So if you aren't familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's an amazing creator. I can link his information and the show notes here. But to give you a short synopsis of his work, he's a light worker, chiropractor by trade, he who researches, explores the science behind spontaneous remissions and how people heal themselves from chronic conditions and even terminal diseases. He, in fact, healed himself from a spinal injury. He is well-known and respected highly in the spiritual and wellness communities for his books, his meditations, his retreats, and his podcast. Okay, let's dig into change. Let's talk about it. Most of us wait for a crisis to happen, a trauma, a diagnosis of a disease, or a betrayal of some sort before we choose to make a change or shift in our lives. And it's important to know that we can learn and change from a place of suffering, yes, or from a place of joy. The brain and body react to change biologically. And Dr. Dispenza talks about becoming supernatural. When he says it, he means to move past the pain of yesterday and into the joy of a new future. But research shows that 90% of the thoughts that we have on a day-to-day basis are the same thoughts. So to recognize that our thoughts have a relationship with our destiny and our future. That's kind of a big one there. 90% of the thoughts we have on a daily basis are the same thoughts that we had yesterday and that our thoughts affect our destiny. So if your thoughts have something to do with your future, and if 90% of the thoughts that you have were the same as you had the day before, then that means the same thoughts will lead to the same behaviors, which will lead to the same actions, which will lead to the same choices and experiences and emotions. And all of this influences our life. Everything in the body will just stay the same, the chemistry of the body. And the body is related to how you act and feel. It's your personality, which is intimately connected to your life. In neuropsychology, Hebb's law states that nerve cells that fire together wire together. So if you keep thinking the same thoughts and making the same choices that lead to the same behaviors and the same experiences and emotions, then you begin to hardwire your brain in the finite way. Your brain becomes a set of hardwired thoughts. And by age 35, most people, after thinking the same thoughts on and on down the line, people become a set of memorized behaviors, unconscious emotional reactions, and hardwired beliefs and perceptions. If you aren't using your thoughts to make the change, you will become predictable in your life. So when we wake up in the morning, we begin to think about some things and we begin to feel the same feelings. And then we're actually thinking in the past. And in this way, the past will always be in our future. Most people get caught in loops of feeling and thinking and thinking and feeling. The stronger the emotion you feel, the more how you feel becomes a state of being. So you can be a certain way from an event that altered you 30 years ago that is still altering you Now, research on memory says that 50% of what you talk about in your past isn't even the truth. Memory is creative because you don't have the same brain as you did 30 years ago. So that means that we embellish the experience of the memory from many years ago, and that is keeping us in the past. So in a sense, you can say that people are reliving a miserable life that they never even had 
The brain and the body neurologically and chemically are being further conditioned in the past. So people get into loops of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking for so many years and the redundancy of this cycle conditions the body to subconsciously be the mind of that emotion. So if the body is in the past, how do we create the future? How do we create change? The body is like the subconscious mind. The body believes it's living in the same past experience constantly over and over again. The body is in the past. So to change is to be greater than the body and greater than the conditioning of the body in the past. So what do we do to create a predictable future? People reach for their cell phone, check their texts, Facebook, look at emails, check everything that is known and familiar in their life. This connects us to everything in our known reality, running through a series of automatic unconscious behaviors. Habit is a redundant set of unconscious behaviors and emotions, so familiar that the body knows how to do it better than your conscious mind. So if you've been living in the same set of routines for years on end, your body is now on autopilot and is dragging your mind into the predictable future. Free will is lost. Now personal reality is creating your personality. Now we could say that your environment is creating how you think. So that means that we can be the victim in our own lives, and that is the unconscious programming that we're living by. In order to change, we need to be greater than the conditions in our environment, greater than the circumstances and the conditions in your world. As long as you aren't creating anything new in your life, you will keep reaffirming and creating the same environment. So to change is to be greater than time, to live in the familiar past that is the known, to live in the predictable future that is the known, and to change is to get beyond the familiar past and the predictable future and to be in the present moment. To change is to cross a river. The hardest part is to not make the same choice as the day before. The moment you decide to make a different choice, you have stepped into the river of change. It's going to be uncomfortable. There are unknowns, uncertainty. You cannot predict the next moment. So if in order for us to change, we must be greater than our bodies, and the body has been trained to cling to what it knows, the body says, I don't like this, and it begins to influence our thoughts. And then we have chatter in our heads, voices saying, stop, you won't be able to change. You're too much like your father. It's your ex's fault or your boss's fault that you're like this. This doesn't feel right. Most people listen to this thought and they believe it's true. But we don't have to listen to our thoughts. The body is influencing the mind because it's uncomfortable. Going from the old self is the new self. The biological, hormonal, neurological, chemical, genetic death of the old self needs to happen. That place of uncertainty is the perfect place to create something new. The best way to predict your future is to create it. So what thoughts do you want to fire and wire in your brain what behaviors do you want to demonstrate in a day or in a lifetime? Neuroscience research shows that when you close your eyes and rehearse an activity mentally, 
Your brain doesn't know the difference between what's going on out there or inside if you're present. That's pretty powerful. You begin to install the neurological hardware in your brain to look like you already did it. Now your brain is a map of the future. You're priming your brain for the future. Keep doing over and over again what you've been doing, and then we may begin to act healthier and be more abundant. Can you teach your body emotionally what the future will feel like before it actually happens? We can't wait for wealth to feel worthy or success to feel empowered. We can't wait for a new relationship to feel love or wait for the healing to feel gratitude. That's the old model of reality of cause and effect. Most people wait for something outside of us to give relief to the pain inside of us. But if you're waiting, you're not creating. The quantum model is causing an effect. The moment you start feeling abundant and worthy, you are generating wealth. The moment you are embracing empowerment, you are moving towards success. And when you start loving yourself and life, then you will create an equal. The moment you start feeling grateful and whole, your healing begins causing an effect, going from an old state of mind and body to a new state of mind and body. This means there will be new experiences, no longer the old self. The biological model of change is breaking the habit of the old self and reinventing the new self, no longer signaling the same genes in the same ways. We already do know how to do this. When we did something great and created something new, whatever that may have been, running a race in record time or choosing to leave a partner or any other kind of achievement that we had, we asked ourselves, what would my dream job look like? Or what would my dream relationship look like? Or what would it feel like for me to be healthy? Asking that forced us to turn on the creative center in the brain, the frontal lobe, and think about that. The frontal lobe has connections to all parts of the brain. It calls on different neurons associated with that collection and creates an image of what we want, intention. We are selecting a new possibility for our future. Next, you're able to feel the emotion and what that would feel like and giving your body a sampling or a taste of the future. So we should start by thinking about choices and experiences and goals and writing it all down of what we want to create. This makes you feel all the feelings that you want to feel, reviewing them in your mind and giving consciousness to it. And we should also write down the negative thoughts too. Whatever is coming up should be documented and every day reminding yourself of who you want to be and who you don't want to be. When we begin to see opportunities, coincidences, synchronicities showing up in our lives, that is the universe telling us that we're headed into a new future. Now it's about what we created. We are becoming more creative and loving and living less in lack. We become more whole and more loving. Our bodies, the environment, and time are all factors that could stop us from achieving our vision of the future. The body says things like, I don't feel like it. The body might feel tired, have a headache. And those feelings can be used as a barometer for change. 
we will always talk ourselves out of possibility. The environment tells us, oh, I have other things to do. I have other places to go. And that can bring us back to the present. And time, we can always say there wasn't enough time. These three factors will all force us to shrink back into mediocrity with these excuses and find people who will do the same thing. And then we can use each other to reaffirm this victim mentality. So when you are at this point, you are now beginning to see yourself as someone else. And this is metacognition. When we are able to observe our own thoughts and our own behaviors, looking at the feeling that we're living by. If you're observing the mind and body, you're no longer the program. You are the consciousness of the program. And that's the first step to change. So how do we take this information to our future self? We must direct attention to what we want and what we don't want. To summarize all of this powerful information, we have so much power and control over our own lives. To choose to make a change, even a small one every day, can make a big difference in the course of our lives overall. Choosing not to continue with the same patterns, choosing to be flexible and willing to consider that there are different ways of approaching things is huge in our evolution. It's hard to do this alone, and deciding to dive into a coaching relationship is a great way to jumpstart your evolution in becoming the most embodied version of yourself. If any of this information is new and resonates, I encourage you to listen to this podcast and the information provided, take some notes, journal about it, see what comes up. This is where you will find the way to have the future that you want. And if you're feeling called to make a change, but feel that you need support and assistance, I work with my clients in a one-on-one coaching relationship. We will find your blocks and what is holding you back and set up a plan for you to step into what you want to manifest. I love this work and I'm honored to be part of your journey into yourself and your soul's journey to a fully empowered and embodied life. You are worthy. You are loved. I'm glad you're here. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. If this content resonated with you, I would be so appreciative if you would subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you are ready for change, join my free Facebook group, Evolve or Remain, where you can connect with me and begin your journey to your purpose. The payoff is big and nothing is more worthwhile than embodying your best self. The link is ready for you in the show notes. I'll see you next week.